Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yeah. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as uh, simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many yeah, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Bienvenidos. Welcome back, Colch Nero Chat Amigos and Colch Nero Chat Amigas. It's time for a special, I guess we can call this a live edition of Colch Nero Chat. I'm Jeremy. I'm joined by my dear friend Danny, Danny Segura, MMA journalist and Atleti superfan. We are having coffee at this neat little spot uh, called Colados near downtown Phoenix. Danny is in town uh, to cover, he covered a fight over the weekend, right? Yes, Jake Paul versus Anderson Silva. It's a boxing match. And it went down on Saturday. I'm staying here a few extra days to get to know Phoenix and yeah, chat up with you and, and meet you in person for the first yeah, time. We've been Twitter friends for a while, so this is this is awesome. Yeah, uh, Danny, you were a a Colch Nero chat guest several times over. We've been doing this together for a few years, and it's it's been great to meet you in person. And I hope you're enjoying Phoenix. It can be, uh, especially when it's not just burning hot outside, it can be a pretty neat place. Yeah. Oh, I love Phoenix. I got uh, very good uh, very good things so far from Phoenix. Mexican food, a bomb. Um, <laughs> yeah, we crushed some yeah. Mexican food earlier. Scenery, oh very, very nice, very beautiful. I have a few friends out here, so um, so it's cool. Yeah, Phoenix is, is really cool. This is a, a town I could see myself, a city I could see myself living in. Um, pretty it's passed the, the cool test on my end that's that's delightful to hear because <laughs> it this certainly in the summer it's not everyone's cup of tea i've heard you know? yeah i've heard i've heard you literally get fried oh man oh I, I can imagine yeah but you know when it's you know it's end of october into november it gets to be pretty nice out i think december january those are the nicest months to be here but you know we are Again, we crushed some uh, some Mexican food earlier. We're getting caffeinated or recaffeinated, and now we're going to talk about some Atlético de Madrid. I have just come back from Madrid. I spent good eight days there. Caught uh, the Leverkusen game, Atlético's Champions League elimination, live from Press Row at the Metropolitano. Those of you in the WhatsApp group, ten dollar amigos on Patreon.com/slash/ColchNeroChat, you all had a, an up close and personal look at my adventures in and around the Metropolitano and around Madrid. Uh, wonderful city. Can't say enough good things about my time there. Unfortunately, things are not going as well for Atleti, Danny. We had the Champions League elimination last Wednesday and then followed up with the loss to Cadiz on Saturday. First time Atletico have lost to Cadiz since 1989. I hadn't been born yet. 
We're setting records, baby. Oh, We're setting Lord. records. Not not the right records I want to set. Yeah. So, um, Danny, your thoughts on Atleti's recent form and where I had you on at the start of the season. We kind of previewed uh, what we thought would happen with this. No one would call it a new look roster, same look roster. Uh, what are your thoughts now on what we've been living these last couple of weeks? Look, my coffee cup right now says radiate positivity, so I'm going to try to look at things on, on the bright side. But Oh, that was a good transition. But That's good. You can't uh, – I mean, you, you, you just got to look at the team and you got to see the negative as well. Yeah. Um, I, I think this we saw coming. I think this was going to – we're going to reach this boiling point. That's how it feels. It feels like – you know, we, we've reached a point that um, kind of lets us know once again that whatever we have now, it's not working and it's not going to work. It didn't work last season. I know there were some injuries. There were a little bit of things here and there, asterisk, that maybe you can go. Okay, if these things are no longer present, maybe, maybe, just maybe, we can get different results. But here we are almost halfway through the season and not looking good. Not looking good. Out of Champions League, La Liga title is... It's, uh, it's looking rough as well, but at least, at least, and radiating with positivity, as my coffee cup says, <laughs> at least we now know, right? Like something's got to change, and I feel like it's pretty clear to Simeone and uh, the powers that be that they got to blow this team up, that the, yeah. something's got to change. They cannot continue this way, and all these bad things getting out of the Champions League, they're going to push us towards some changes, so we'll see if those changes will lead towards more misery or maybe we'll get uh we'll turn this team around and, and have more positive results well let me ask you a couple of follow-up questions in that vein uh what would you say first off is the biggest problem Simeone's Atletico are facing right now and then um competing in the Europa League which is a possibility if we beat Porto tomorrow Tuesday we'll finish third in the group would you rather compete in Europa League or not compete at all in Europe this year Compete in Europa League, yeah. I mean, anytime that you get a chance to fight for a trophy, you should take it, right? Plus, it's going to be some money. It's not going to be Champions League money, but it's going to be some money. And some of the guys could, you know, use some reps as well. So that's that's something interesting as well. Plus, Europa League is going to look pretty sick. It could potentially look pretty sick this mm. this time around, right? We got some big players dropping in. It's almost as, uh, what was the other league that they try to make? The Conference the, League, right? The League of Nations? What the, 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 the Nations League for yeah. UEFA, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's almost that. Like, we're getting, doesn't matter how good you are, but we're still getting the big names together. Yeah, I mean, Barca are going to be yeah. there. Arsenal are there, currently topping the Premier League. Juventus are going to be there. These are big, historic clubs potentially joining Atletico. So does that make the road easier, tougher, more attractive, less attractive? Definitely more attractive. Um, but I think it's it's still going to be tough. It's going to be a tough Europa League. Obviously, that's if we beat Porto. And, uh, and yeah, some of the guys could use some reps. Uh, Simone could use more chances to, to kind of look at what can be done, what kind of changes can be done in the squad, especially if we get some movement this winter in the transfer window. If we do, then, you know, maybe we can see some, I don't know, new formations, new styles of play. I think some, some of the guys like Saul who's coming back, maybe he needs a few more games to kind of see if we can maybe get something out of him. So, yeah, for sure, Europa League, I'll take it all day. What would you say the biggest problems that Simeone needs to solve? What are they? What has been plaguing us in these last couple of games particularly? And what's the solution? Is it going back to what we've known for so many years, the 4-4-2, 2-3-4 central midfielders at one time? Now, what are the solutions here in your mind? Yeah, I think, I think you nailed it on the head. I think that's it. I think it's going back to the roots. Simeone tried to experiment with a roster that's more... Uh, more attacking-minded, more skilled in the attacking area, and it clearly didn't work out. It was a bit of a shit show, to be honest. <laughs> and in the there's been a few games now that we've reverted to the 4-4-2, with Witzel sometimes even going back and in, in, in they're becoming a five defensive line, five-man defensive line. I, I think that's I've seen glimpses of, of something that could be built upon there. I think obviously there's still some me missing pieces to really make it work. I think they need to bring some top um, center backs. Uh, Josema hasn't been nearly as good as he was years prior, plus the injuries. Savic has, you know, kept his um, has kept his quality. But then you have Molina. I don't know how you feel about Molina, but I'm not too sold on him yet. I know he's young, so I don't want to kind of 
put him on the chopping block just yet. But I, I think you need a little bit more experienced players. You need a bit more competition in the back. Eremoso and Felipe are clearly not cut out for this. Uh, Savic is good, like I said. Jimenez is good, but with the injuries as well. You need to bring a top quality center back, in my opinion. Yeah. When I was at the Metropolitano last week in the post-game press conference, Simeone was asked about Hermoso, the decision to start him against Leverkusen. It backfired horribly. He was partially at least at fault for the opening goal and substituted at halftime as Atletico moved back to the 3-5-2. And Simeone said, the calendar is crazy. We're playing games every four days. Savage was a yellow away from suspension. Hermoso's uh, ability on the ball, the salida, uh, is what we were looking for. We understood that that was the best way forward for this game to give us another avenue to attack through. Uh, but Hermoso just is not is one of those players who's not at this level, right? Molina, yep. not yet. I think Molina is a very talented player. He clearly has a lot of ability, but he can't fire an accurate cross. Yeah. That's an issue for a He's right what, back. He's what, 24? 24. Yeah. And you know, going from Udinese to Atletico, the team in the Champions League 10 years running, that's a big step up. You know, Rodrigo DePaul made the same move a year prior, and it hasn't been, you know, wine and roses, red and roses for uh, for. Paul either yeah. has not been far from smooth sailing for him. I think he's one of the candidates to leave in January, given our Champions League exit. But, you know, we have several guys who may be good enough in La Liga with all the parity that has taken place in La Liga in recent years. We have enough players who can more or less guarantee us top four. Yeah. But in the Champions League, even in a group that looked like this, failing to get out of this group is, is a huge embarrassment. Um, but it, it doesn't speak very well of the recruitment. It doesn't speak very well of the coaching either. That this team struggled to get out of this group with four straight, you know, games that didn't end in a, in a, in a win. Mm-hmm. That that loss in Belgium was just yeah. a gut punch. That yeah. was when I knew that this was going to be a real, real battle. This squad has issues, but even if you look at the roster, there's enough to like. We're underperforming. There's enough to yeah. to do better than what we're doing now. So yeah, there there definitely needs to be some. Some look at the coaching, some look at the tactics. And look, we know that Simeone is a defensive mastermind. This is one of my biggest issues. They were trying to put him into a, a role of a, of a Pep Guardiola or a Jurgen Klopp where there's more, you know, uh, more attacking football where Simeone just simply doesn't have that in him. It goes against our identity. It really does. It really does. And we just don't have uh, the the mastermind to, to pull off that type of game plan. So yeah. I, I think reverting to a more defensive. I, I love Condovia and Witzo. I love... That, that, that back is very, very solid. If we get a, son, a solid center back, maybe um, get a, a good right back to give Molina some competition as well. Maybe that could be that could solve some issues. And then attacking-wise, I just think some players need to go and then maybe bring in some new players as, for, as far as like project players. But uh, there needs to be, for example, some consistency as well as the top. I don't know what's the future of Joao Felix, but I kind of want him to leave at this point. Like yeah. I feel like there's been year after year we kind of gotten uh, an answer to whether he was going to be a fit or not and i think we're fi- we already found out that he's not um obviously he's still going to be a great player that you'll get some good games out of him as, as we saw against guys where he scored yeah. two goals but overall he doesn't fit the the bill um i'm happy that griezmann is back and you know i was hurt you know i was hurt after griezmann left we to, all were. to barcelona i was hurt bad and i didn't want him back but I've, I've forgiven him. He clearly wants to be back. He clearly wants to do whatever is possible to be back in the good graces of fans. And he's been a game changer. Ever since we've been able to play him uh, more than just past the 60-minute mark, we've seen we've seen this team is way better off with Griezmann than without it. So I, I do think there are some good things going for it. We'll see how, how the transfer window turns up. And Griezmann's got goal contributions, I think, in five or six straight games now. Another assist at the weekend against Cadiz uh, for yeah. Joao Felix's equalizer. That was then, you know, Cadiz then won the game in the 99th minute with literally the last action of the game. And for the Sabrino goal that decided the game, I think you saw the defensive weaknesses that Atletico still have. Molina still not consistent enough at this level. Savage had a bad game. And in the Champions League last week, we saw Reynildo in a more advanced attacking position, but he's just not a good enough attacking outlet at that level at the yeah. top level and at Letico in recent years we've seen a bit of a hemorrhaging we've seen a bit of a bleeding as the recruitment hasn't been consistently strong Simeone's for a couple of years now has been trying multiple different you know ways mix and match we've had a starting a different starting 11 in every game this year I think maybe all yeah. but one game we've had a different starting 11 
And that's tough when you don't have that consistency when you have players out due to injury, like Koke, Lema, Llorente have been out for weeks now. We've won one out of four games without Koke. Now, every year Koke goes out for like three weeks, and every year that's the period of the season where we really, really struggle. So let me ask you this about Simeone. Should he renew his contract past 2024? Do you still believe in him enough to give him a couple more years at the helm? What do you think? I believe in him so long the club wants to kind of give him the keys the keys of the of the ride and, and, and have him call the shots. And sure, the club also needs to kind of point the direction and obviously Simeone can't just be a, a totalitarian <laughs> dictator running the entire team and, yeah. and every single decision. But he needs freedom to, to, do, to be him. You can't turn him into something that he's not. That's just simply not going to happen. So if, if this same dynamic is going to be in play where the club simply wants a certain style of, of play and just wants Simeone to mirror that, I'd rather him leave because sure. it's going to be a disaster. It's just not going to work out. We've seen it. Um, so I want him to stay just so long as the club allows him to do Simeone, to play Simeone, and, yeah, play, play his style. What I started thinking over the weekend, Danny, is that if Simeone is just going to play out the string with this core, this aging, relatively unathletic, handsomely paid core, then he needs to leave because it's not going to get any better unless and until Atletico commit to a new project. I mean, so many yeah. of these guys, it's, it's weird because so many of these guys were on the title winning team just two years ago. It's not like that was a decade ago. Yeah. That was only a couple of years ago. So it puts the club in a strange position as to, okay, right, these guys won us a league. You know, we had a historic start to the season, 50 points from 19 games. Everything was going great. But we're now, the second half of that season was, was not fun. And Atletico held on to win the league anyway. Last season was largely not fun at all. And then this season, we're, we're already facing those same inconsistencies, the same problems, a bit more defensive solidity yep. with Witzel. Uh, Witzel's addition, I think, has been pretty big. Oblak has returned more or less to form, but still, they shipped three goals against 19th place Cadiz on yep. Saturday. That was really bad. And Simeone, again, going away from the 4-4-2, back to the 3-5-2, which just isn't working with this personnel anymore. And it's increasingly clear that was a one-year thing, a one-year bandage. It worked wonders. He won the mm -hmm. league. But it's just not working anymore. And what I was thinking is that, I agree, you got to turn over the keys to him. you got to promise him a new project built around young players. But that's it. Like, can you imagine Atletico being like a supersized Monaco or a supersized Dortmund attracting all? And Madrid is a desirable city. You know, 3.3 yep. million people live there. It's the second largest city in the EU. So y you can get cheap, young, talented prospects, either call them up from the academy, convince them to join the academy, or spend 5 million euro here, 10 million euro there, bring these young 19, 20, 21-year-olds to Madrid, develop them, maybe they form part of the next core, maybe you move them on for big fees. You know, that's continuing to do this with this group running it back from last year with 85% of the same team. This ain't working. It's not gonna work. It will get worse from here, I feel, unless the club decides to make a drastic shift. That's the really the only scenario, Danny, under which I want Simeone to continue, yeah. is that you give him a new project. 100% agree. I, I think there needs to be a, a clear change. If you're just gonna continue doing the same thing, we're gonna be in the same situation. We're gonna be with uh, a squad that is gonna be a year older, uh, more disgruntled, a lot more pressure on them, a lot more fan backlash on them as well. Like you, you, you gotta start fresh. You gotta start fresh in this one. Let me ask you this. Yeah. What What does starting fresh mean? Because obviously you're not gonna get rid of every single one. Who are the key players in the current squad that you would keep to build the team around? If Simeone is gonna stay, Koke, uh, mm -hmm. first, first, second, and third. Um, because Koke is still an extremely valuable player, even if many fans don't see it, many analysts don't see it. When Koke is out of the team, we play worse. That is like an axiom every year. Uh, Koke is, is this team's leader and still an incredibly valuable player. So Koke's got to stay. Griezmann probably, and Griezmann, I, I was like you. I didn't want him to come back. Yeah. I was a bit disappointed when he came back, and his performances last year left, left us all wanting. You know, just five months ago, I was calling for him to go back to Barca. But, you know, we give him a lot of credit, right? I'm not sure if I've done this on the show yet, but we got to give him a lot of credit for taking not one but two pay cuts, for accepting that role on the bench earlier this season. Yep. And his performances finally are, 
are matching that effort and that sacrifice he made to come back. So, and Griezmann's also on a contract in 2026, and he doesn't want to leave. So that would be tough to move anyway, yeah. but he's, again, a key player for us. Uh, so Koke, Griezmann, you can't keep both Jimenez and Savage because both of them together, that's just, they're great when they're both healthy. Yeah. But Unreliable. Yeah, Unreliable pairing. If, I don't know if I can... I don't know, because Jimenez is younger, but even more injury-prone than Savage, who's entering his mid-30s. I would probably stick with Savage yep. over Josema. 100%. Probably those three. Um, Savage at this point, and oddly enough, I would say that he has more Atletico DNA than, than Josema. I feel like <laughs> Josema's kind of fire and, and, and passion has kind of dwindled down over the years. I mean, he, he, still, he can still you know get pretty rowdy, but... Um, I feel like Savage has definitely stepped up on that department. He's yeah. definitely the enforcer of the team. Those two guys um, have, have the, the attitude that we need in Chelsea yes. Small. Um, and Sav- I trust Savage more than I do with Jose Ma. Yeah, Savage is way more reliable. His clearances are beautiful. Uh, he, His he, ball distribution's improved yeah. as well in recent years. No, and, I, and, and physically, I would, such a big presence in, yeah. in that team. Josema is not much of a presence. I remember four, five, six years ago thinking, why is Stefan Savage here? Mm. He's clearly our worst center back, but now he's probably our best. And that's been true for multiple seasons now. So probably those three, Correa, love on Hill Correa. He's the guy who will do anything Simeone asks of him. Yep. His goal-scoring record, particularly in the Champions League, is not good. We know that. But Correa is someone you can plug in at, at support, supporting forward, and he can do a job. In midfield, he can do a job. Um, Correa's a, lo- a loyal soldier, and I think you need that in this group. If you're building a brand new Atletico, you need that kind of leadership. Correa someday will be a captain. How old is Correa? 27. Yeah, he's still young. Man. Yeah, he's, and he's so played young. so many games already. Yeah. Like there's an he extended his contract last season. I think there's a, a pretty good chance he he too will get to 500 games for Atletico if he stays for the duration of that contract, uh, which would that would be. That would be so cool. Yeah. Because Correa, he's grown up kind of right along with a lot of Atletico fans. He's grown up right along um, with with a lot of, again, a lot of our newer supporters, a lot of the players in this team, uh, you know, because he joined us eight years ago. Yeah. Yeah, he's a veteran of the team now, and he's still so young. Oddly enough. Crazy. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I would, I would have those four, Koke, Griezmann, Savage, Correa, uh, Reynildo probably. I, I'm not a fan of Reynildo's attacking output, but defensively he is so solid, I, and I wonder if they can't convert him into a full-time center back. How big is he? How tall is he? Ooh. He's not that big, right? He's strong, though. Yeah, he is strong. Uh, what, the only thing that I... The only concern that I would have on, on Reynildo is that sometimes he's a bit of a hothead, and he loses his, his mind. Yeah. And that, to me, is a little bit concerning. Because I, I think if they can reel him back a little bit and they can kind of make him a little bit more cool-headed, yes. But you can't have like a center back, you know, doing the kind of things that Ronaldo usually does on, on the wing. I, don't, don't get me wrong. I like seeing it. It's entertaining sometimes. But sometimes <laughs> it's irresponsible as well. So Yeah. Rain- but but Ronaldo's good, yeah. Yeah, he's, he's six foot. So maybe a little bit on the uh, the shorter side. But, you know. Short King's got to prosper. Hey, that's true. Nothing wrong with a Short King. Absolutely not. We don't discriminate. Probably those five, and that's really about it. Like, I think this is the time to move on from Oblak. Um, really? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, that's a position. Goalkeeping is a volatile position. But, you know, Oblak's going to be 30 next year. He's coming off a bad season. He's been better this year. Yeah. Uh, he's, I wouldn't say he's all the way back, but he's more or less back, and he's... Especially in the Girona game a few weeks ago, he mm. saved our asses. That was heading toward a 2-2 draw, and he made some outstanding saves to preserve the win for Atleti. Uh, so, Oblak is, and he extended his contract to 2028 over the summer, but I think that was more of a mechanism to you know, defer payments because Atletico are struggling financially, you may have heard. <laughs> so, yep. which is a tale seemingly as old as time. But yeah, if Oblak is running out of time personally to have a Premier League experience, he's talked a lot. In interviews about wanting to play in England. Uh, so, you know, Oblak is one of those guys I would probably move on from. Yeah. You know, that that core five plus Simeone, and you just fill in the gaps. Let, let me ask you. What, would what about you, Cunha? Oh, Cunha. 
I he's love young. the idea of Cunha. He's like, young. You can't have a nine who doesn't score goals. You that's can't. True. Yeah. And he yeah. hasn't scored a goal yet. Two assists. That's it. His decision making is really poor. His his touch is getting. Which for a Brazilian player to have your first touch disappear, that that's just that has to kickstart a huge grieving process. Because the one thing you expect the Brazilian attacker to do is have a silky smooth first touch. Yeah. And his touch is just so wooden and leaden now. Um, you know, and you can't have a nine who doesn't score goals. His decision making is not. He doesn't look like a lethal penalty area killer. Yeah, that's like, true. I'm not comparing him to Luis Suarez. I'm not saying he has to be Suarez immediately or Diego Costa in his peak immediately. But you yeah. need somebody with more killer instincts. Yeah, I would I would like to give Cunha one more year, but at the same time, some of his decision-making, uh, can, can I say five and a half players I want to keep? Hmm. Let's round it up. Let's say six. Let's let's say I keep Cunha. Yeah. Okay. Because he is young, plenty of projection. Um, let me ask you about Joao Felix, though. What do you do with Joao Felix? You know, this was going to be his breakout year. He was going to become a Ballon d'Or contender after the second half of the year he had last year. But he has been benched nine straight games. He he finally scored his first two goals of the season against Cardiff. Nearly dragged Atletico back into a position where they could get a draw. Nearly won the game in the 96th minute with a near post header that went wide um, and he kicked the ball out of the stands and got a yellow card for it. What do you do with Joao Felix, Danny? You gotta sell. Is it time? Yeah, it's time. I think it's either he stays or Simeone stays and I, I would want Simeone to stay. So Joao's gotta go. Clearly those two are not gonna work together. They've had, what, what four years now? Four years, three and four a half years. Four years, three and a half years to, to work together and it seems their relationship is just getting worse. Um, and we know what Simeone can do to certain players that he doesn't get along with. So for not only Atletico Madrid's sake, but Joao Felix's career, because I really do think he's a good player, a very, very good player uh, with a lot of uh, prospect. He's got to go, man. If he wants to achieve whatever he wants to achieve, the heights that he wants to achieve, he's got to go somewhere else. It's not going to be at Atletico Madrid. Um, again, clearly a, a talented player. I don't want to say we got sold uh, fool's gold here. But he's not your Mbappe. He's not your uh, Haaland. He's clearly a, a level or two below that, which is still pretty damn good. Yeah. But he's just not that wonder kid that we thought, you know, was going to carry Atletico Madrid and be the biggest star for Atletico Madrid for years to come and was going to be, you know, the, one of the biggest stars or, or a star in this sport. Um, yeah, it's time for him to go. It's time for him to go. But you know what? I would make that transfer all over again. And you and I talked about this earlier mm. today you know, off mic, but... I would do it all over again because that's the gamble that you got to take if you want to stay toward the top of the game. This time it didn't work out. The promise was was a lot. Hey, it was 19-year-old. 19 years old, just coming off a 15-goal season at Benfica. He was going to be next. Yep. You know, but it just hasn't worked out. And, but, you know, in the winter transfer window, it might be tough to get the seismic offer that Atletico would certainly expect to be able to approve a sale. You know, a loan with an option or an obligation to buy won't cut it. You know, you have to recoup a significant portion of that investment to make it worthwhile. So I don't know, but his future is up in the air. Rodrigo De Paul's future is up in the air. There have been reports linking him with a move back to Italy. Although it would be kind of lateral to move from Atletico to Juventus, right? Because you're going to a Europa League team either way. Yeah. But I think he might be a better fit for Italian football, anyways. Yeah. He was so good at Udinese, yeah. and we just haven't very, seen very it here. Good. You know, DePaul, I think, yeah, I mean, there could, Yannick Carrasco could also be back on the market. His contract's up in 2024, and I feel that if Atletico really wanted to extend Carrasco's contract, it would have been done by now. Yeah. They did it with Oblak, they did it with Lema over the summer, uh, they did it with Correa last year. Griezmann got, you know, the permanent deal and the contract to 2026. Uh, if they wanted to renew Carrasco, it already would have been done. Yeah, and it's a shame because me personally, I really like uh, Carrasco. I feel like he brings a an individualistic aspect into into the game. That and sometimes you need those players. For example, in, in the Colombian side of things, I'm Colombian. In the national team, that guy squad it out. 
the guy that will sometimes not pass it and you want to uh, curse him out but then he'll do a dribble and then do a nice opening and then you love him all over of, again right yeah and then kind of just get things going you need those players Koke sometimes is the complete opposite right like he'll just stick to what's safe and kind of uh, play a more pragmatic uh, style whereas Carrasco yeah sure sometimes he he might not be as good of a, of a team player but I do feel like you do need a little bit of that wild card and it pays off we, we see it in games how sometimes he opens things up quite nicely for the team so plus he's got a lot of history in the team he's been around the, the squad for a while um, the, cha- I, the Champions I, League final goal who could forget it yeah you yeah. know that's always a part of our history even though we lost that game not, not that we need to rehash that yeah but even though we lost that game Carrasco got our equalizer. That yeah. goes down in history, you know, along with Godin's goal in 2014. That's right, yeah. You know? So I, I would like to see him stay on the squad, but I would totally get it too if they, they would like to sell him because they, they could probably get good money out of him. Um, I feel like yeah, a, lot, I, a lot of people would want yeah, Carrasco. His release clause is $60 million. I don't think they could get that now, but for 30 or 40 sure. Yeah. Yeah, you could, you could get a pretty good deal there. The irony, though, about Renan Lodi, if he had decided not to move to Forest, he would have gotten a bunch of time this year because the left side of our team has been a black hole for a good chunk of the season so far with Raniel more convincing as a center, as a left-sided center back in a 3-5-2. Saul's attacking output just practically non-existent, though he has been quite good defensively. Uh, Carrasco has been out of form. Regulon hasn't even mm. played yet. Lodi would have gotten a lot of minutes if he just stayed patient, but no, he went to Nottingham Forest, and it's not going too great for him there. He's he's probably another player I would hang on to if we're going to rebuild Atletico's core. Let's give Lodi the starting left-back job. Let's just ride with him because he's clearly talented enough to show up on the big stage. At Old Trafford last year, goal got us through to the quarterfinals. Lodi yeah. is definitely good enough to play at a high-level team. It was so strange how the Forest loan move happened, and you know it, it hasn't worked out for him. He should have stayed. Yeah, and if they do keep him, I do very much like that pairing between Reynildo and, and Lloyd because yeah. they're opposite players. I mean, whenever you need a, a guy to get gritty and be a, a def- solid defensively, you put in Reynildo. Whenever you need quite the opposite, you need a little bit more of a dynamic in your squad, a more attacking, more passing, then you got Lodi. So I do think they complement each other quite well and they'll give Simeone a lot to work with between the two. Let me ask you this. Um, Last week, Lucas Hernandez gave an interview. Um, oh, I miss him. And yeah, <laughs> you already guy. answered the question. <laughs> uh, he gave an interview, and he was asked about you know his future at Bayern and re- potentially returning to Atletico. And he said, "I'd love to go back to Atletico. You know, I'd love to. It's the club that's given me everything. someday I'd love to play there again. You take him back. I When's his contract imagine. up? Twenty twenty four. Yes. Bring him back. Bring him back. Because, <laughs> dude, he can play left back and he can play center back. Yeah. He, he can do both roles. And, uh, you know, he's a, he's a World Cup winner. He's got a ton of experience. He's still pretty young, right? 26. 26. I mean, that's nothing. Um, the, I, the injuries are an issue, though. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. He hasn't played in about a month and a half due to injury. Mm. But when he's healthy, uh, he's, he's, he's a stud. He's yeah. a stud. Very, very good really. I was sad when we let him go. But, you know, Byron paid the clause. They, like, tripled his salary. Yeah. I would have gone, too. You yeah, kidding? Yeah, no, for sure. For sure. I hear you on that. You know, even though he was born and bred Academy product, and we haven't developed a defender like him since. Yeah. You know, we replaced you – know, we got an entirely new back four that helped us win the league with his release clause. So, you know, it, it's some good, some bad. But, man, I love Lucas back. Yeah. It, I highly doubt it happens, like, next year, though. Uh, just, you know, because Bayern are still a super competitive team and he's still in the prime of his career. Uh, maybe after his next Bayern contract ends, he comes back. He'll probably be 29 or 30. You'd still take him back, though, right? Yeah, I'd still take him. Obviously, depending on the injury, we'll four years of soccer is four years of soccer. You know, yeah, four years of there, football. there's going to be another World Cup yeah. after that in 2026. So we'll, we'll see. We'll see how he looks then. But considering... Or keeping in mind that you know nothing catastrophic happens to his career, um, I'd take him back for sure. Because again, he, that's a guy that can play you center back. That's a guy that can play you left back as well. He came um, from the academy. He came from the academy. He's a soldier. That that guy. That guy's a good guy to have in, in your squad for sure. And I don't think he left the incorrect way. You know, Thomas Party left out the back door. Yep. On deadline day, you know, um, Rodri left in, in an inappropriate way. 
That's no. another guy to take back in a heartbeat. Oh, of course, because <laughs> we've never really even yeah. tried to replace Rodri. Um, we, you know, we tried, Thomas tried to fill that role, then we sold Thomas, right? Yeah. You know, and then we brought in Kondogbia, and Kondogbia has been nice and useful, but he's relatively limited. So, you know, I'd love to have Rodri back, but, you know, Lucas, of the three guys that from that last academy generation, Rodri obviously left for Villarreal, then came back, then left again. You know, Lucas is the guy that we haven't developed another one of them. You know, we haven't developed yeah. a, a defender quite like him. The injury record is a concern, but you, yeah, I'm, I'm in agreement. I'd love to have him back. Hopefully it happens next summer. That'd be nice if the, the contract negotiations with Bayern were absolutely just hit a dead end and he decides, I want to go back to Madrid right now. I will cut my salary in half. I will go back right now. I think that is highly unlikely to happen. But, you know, we can dream, right? Yeah. That's what life is built on, man. Dreaming is free. Radiating positivity. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> so you said you get rid of Oblak, and I and I agree. I think if there's a time to sell him, is now because he's still young enough where you'd get a lot of money out of him. And he hasn't had enough bad seasons where you where a lot of teams are going to lowball you. Like, Oblak is still a hot commodity. I mean, he's one of the best keepers in the world, period, yeah. right? So it's a good time to cash out. And I do feel like we probably already got the best years of him. I don't know. We'll, we'll see. Um, who would you re- bring as a replacement? Who do you like out there? Last year, I wanted Luis Maximiano from Granada. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Napoli scooped him up, didn't they? Yeah, he, he didn't stay in La Liga because Granada got sent down um, on the final day. Uh... I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I've heard there are the hair rumors. Uh, oh no. Back, no! 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 Uh, older than all black, bigger yeah. wages, even more, even a steeper decline. No way. And the fans would never accept De Gea. Yeah. After his flirtations with Madrid, no, no, I wouldn't want that mess. Um, you know, Gerbich in house. As far as an in-house replacement, Gerbich would be fine. Um, if, but, but there is, there are other keepers out there, young keepers with a lot of potential. I wish I had a list off the top of my head, but I don't. Yeah. <laughs> Hashtag bad podcasting. But, you know, Gerbich, just speaking strictly as an in-house replacement, I think Gerbich would be fine, um, at least for a year. If you're going to rebuild the team anyway, do it while you still have a top four spot on lock. Because even though Atletico have not been particularly good this year, they've been very good away from home, at least grinding out results away from home. Um, seven wins, two draws, three defeats in La Liga. They're on about a 75-point pace. That will be enough to get top four yet again. So you have a, a relatively limited window in which you can execute this rebuild, and in, 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 in a re, at least in North American sports. And, and a rebuild is when you give opportunities to guys in-house who may not have gotten a, big, a bigger slice of the pie before. Gerbich has come on in less than advantageous circumstances this year. He made a couple outstanding saves when he came on in O'Black's stead during the athletic win at San Mames a couple of weeks ago. You know, and Gerbich is 25. Yeah. You know, and he's he's quality. We've seen him a few times this year. He's quality. So if you decide not to go to the market, spend a lot of money on a replacement goalkeeper, you know, if you do want a more experienced one, uh, I would have said Keppa before this season. But he's done really well at Chelsea under Graham Potter. Um, Keppa would have been interesting. Atletico were tenuously linked with him before. Yeah. But O'Black ended up staying, renewing his contract, and then renewing it again. But, you know, you, you have garbage in-house if nothing else comes off. But it, it, inherent to this, this long-term project that we're kind of hypothesizing over right now, um, you give chances to guys who are habitual backups. 
You bring in guys from the academy. Pablo Barrios in midfield will be a great example of this. He came on against Cadiz and was excellent. 30 touches, 88% passing accuracy, and was just what we needed in midfield to help progress the ball to the forward line. And it was not a coincidence that Simeone throws him on for Condogbia. We end up getting getting two equalizing goals, losing at the end. But Barrios's ball progression from midfield, he offered us an outlet that we don't have with Lema and Koke out. So, you know, the guys from the, uh, the uh, Alejandro Eterbe, our academy goalkeeper for the B team, has been highly rated for years. He's another in-house option. So, you know, just practically spitballing, but yeah. that's a long answer to that question. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. We'll see, we'll see what happens, but I, I agree. I think there needs to be some big changes. Big, big changes to the squad. You know, if if there, there can be no better indication that this is an ailing, declining squad in need than relegation to the Europa League. Yep. E- even more dramatic would be falling out of La Liga's top four. You know, and I don't think that will happen. Um, Madrid and Barcelona will finish 1-2 in some order, and Atletico will probably finish th- probably finish third. They'll, they'll have enough to finish third. They already have head-to-head over Betis. They already have head-to-head over Atletic. Villarreal you know, lost to Unai Emery. We'll see how well they do under Kike Setien and if their key players stay fit. So Atletico are in a reasonably solid position to finish top three again and get right back into Champions League football next year. The club can easily spin that as, oh, it's a one-year blip, full confidence in Simeone, we won't make changes. But that would be the exact wrong thing to do. You know, Mm. this is a squad that is in need. It has been in need for some time. And when they invested last summer, they managed to invest in the wrong players because DePaul hasn't been very good. Uh, Cunha had his moments last year but hasn't got a goal this year. Um, Reynildo was a brilliant signing, but even Reynildo is limited when you play him in a system that requires him to attack. You know, Felipe Luis, he ain't. Nope. Speaking of Felipe, he just won the Copa Libertadores with uh, Flamengo. Yeah. Him and uh, Diego Ribas. How old is Felipe now? Like 36 or something? Yeah, he's he's getting close to 40. Yeah, he's old. Yeah. Well, he might, yeah, no, you're right. He might be old. He might be pretty close to 40. Yeah, he's yeah. 37, 38. Maybe I'll look it up. I don't. I, I didn't watch that Copa Libertadores, so I don't know how much uh, he had in that victory, how much stake, how much. I think he's been playing fairly regularly still yeah. for uh, Flamengo. Yeah, man, he's thirty-seven. Oh yeah, he's old. He's made well over a hundred appearances for Flamengo. Okay. Damn, Look he's, at him. You know, and Luis Suarez uh, winning the uh, what was it the Clausura for yeah. Nacional. You love to see it. Yeah. Yeah, just those guys keep winning. You know, um, speaking of Suarez, in retrospect, would you have brought him back for this season? No, I mean hindsight's twenty twenty, but yeah, no, no. I think we already have so many attacking players that Suarez would have been just another body fighting for minutes. Um, you, I, I'm in the belief that there needs to be more regularity. That there needs to be a little bit more set roles that there needs to be a little bit of uh more trust in look i you, you might not be playing well but look you're a guy like you you got to step up right like you got to drop that responsibility on someone and if you just keep plugging in and, and plugging in people whenever you want um that that does affect performances so suarez would have been just another body fighting for minutes with the project of what because he's not going to give you three four more years yeah so I think if they would have gotten rid of some some other players and you just want SWAT is kind of like as a super sub just for another season or two, okay, fine. But uh, not not with the current squad. No, he, he had to go. And, and Suarez said he would have accepted that role and he, he wished that he would have been offered that role because he, he liked being at Atletico. He liked working under Simeone. Uh, but, yeah, we already had five forwards. No way out for Morata. And I think Morata's probably been maybe a little better than expected. But he's such a weird player, and he's not a guy who can lead the line. No. Like, that's not who Morata is. Morata is good. That's, like, the best way to describe him. Like, he's, he's all right. He's a, he's a weird player. Good, but weird. Yeah. Right? Like, I think... Yeah, I think you need more than that. You though. need more than him at the you top more. level. You need more. Morata's a good second or third tier yes, form exactly. at the top. Like, no one's going to confuse him with Erling Holland. You know? Yeah, No exactly. one's going to confuse him with any of the other top. He's, he's not, not a, Lewandowski. No, he's not a huge difference maker. And he can get the job done sometimes, and, you know, he can look good sometimes. But, but you need somebody that has 
um, that stands out more. You need somebody uh, just a level above him. He'll end up scoring 15 goals this year in all comps. Um, if we are in the Europa League, that will be a good opportunity for him to get some goals, most potentially, although the field's really strong this year. Not to denigrate the competition, but Europa League, at least theoretically, seems it's more in this Atletico squad's ballpark. And we'll see if they can qualify against Porto. Porto are already in, uh, although if Porto beat Atletico on Tuesday, they can top the group. Mm. So they will be motivated there at home. Um, and if Atletico draw or lose, that opens the possibility for Leverkusen against Club Bruges to get into Europa League in Atleti's place. And that would ooh, that would be a weird second half of the season without any European football. You know, that would be a lot of a lot of players asking for minutes or asking to leave. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. What about you, man? Who are the players that you would stick with for a new core? And then we'll we'll wrap it up. I think Savic, 100%. I'm a, I'm a big Savic guy. Uh, I think he he's the enforcer of the team. He embodies the, uh, Atletico Madrid spirit very well. Plus, defensively, he's just amazing. Uh, I really do like Savic. He's very, very reliable. So definitely keep him. Uh, Griezmann, I think he's been a, a game changer whenever we are now allowed to play on more than you know past the 60 minute <laughs> mark um he, he's a guy that's been able to find how to play how to play offensively while also satisfying simeone's uh, you know requests and needs for the team um something that joao felix hasn't been able to figure out so yeah. Um, that to me is, is important because not many players can do that. We, we've seen it over the past years, years after years. You know, Atletico brings these players and they just simply cannot, you know, be themselves while also, um, you know, living up to Simeone's standards and, and needs for the squad and, and, and playing style. And I feel like uh, Griezmann is one of the best to ever do it as far as that. And he brings a lot of creativity to the team. He's a, he's a game changer. Um, he can play several positions as well. So definitely keep him. Um, I love Correa. Correa, in my opinion, should start more than he does. He needs more more time. Um, I, I like Cunha. I, would, I know that he needs to be a little bit more prolific, but uh, he's young, man. He's just as old as Joao Felix, right? Yeah, I think that's the gray area with Cunha is that he's still young. He's so young. Like, you're tempted not to want to give up yeah. on him, but he's got to score goals. His yeah. decision-making has got to resemble that of a killer. I agree. Yeah. And... Apart from those, I would say I would go in. I would add Kongdoya to the list. Like I, I, I do think he's a reliable player. I think you got to pick some of the most reliable, the ones that can give you consistent performances. And I know, as you mentioned, he is limited. Yes, uh, but man, he's he's a solid wall in the back. He's still fairly young. What, like twenty eight? 29 yeah 29 yeah so he's still got a few yeah, good still years got left. at least a couple more years his contract's up in 2024 maybe you extend it but yeah to me he seems like a prime candidate yeah. for a sale next year yeah that's what he seems like to me but yeah i see what you're saying Kanabia defensively is very reliable he's so athletic and strong he can win the ball any way you want it just i wish he were a better passer if he were a better passer he'd be like one of the best fives in europe no, yeah, most certainly. But I think you can get if you pair him with somebody a little bit more creative. Uh, maybe you can you can substitute that. That's why Witzel with his passing has been nice. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I think this this team needs a, a big overhaul. Yeah, so you'd keep five or six players too. Yeah, yeah. That's just kind of where uh, where we're at, and you know, a lot of decisions, good and bad brought us to this point you know maybe you could argue Simeone should have left after they won the league that it doesn't get any better than that you know you win the league in 2014 you rebuild the team a couple of times over you wait you wait you wait and then you have another opportunity to win the league and you do it you know after recruiting Luis Suarez as the, the crown jewel of that particular project now it's time to do it again will Simeone have the patience will the club let him build the first team the way he wants it or will they just continue to to play it out and hope against hope that luck will turn and other teams will falter and it doesn't seem to me like a smarter sustainable strategy but we're gonna see that the great thing about atletico danny is that there's never a dull moment as the ambulance passes by yeah never <laughs> never a dull moment man never a dull moment this yeah. team is uh you know you, you suffer in this team that's 
I think we're all used to that all by now. How, how many years do you, would you say you estimate you have lost off your life watching Atletico? Probably half a decade <laughs> so far. <laughs> I feel like this, the, the amount of stress that I've dealt with unnecessarily uh, has probably taken me about five years off my life. But look, it's also given me maybe added me a few extra months with, with some of the joyous moments we've had. So Blood pressure is a little bit higher when you root for this club. Oh, yeah. Most definitely. <laughs> when you support this A little team. bit of stress is good in your life. Right? Yeah, it, it is. You know, you don't want just a placid, boring, you know, day by day, same thing, nothing changes. Yeah. No, with with Atletico, you can guarantee there's going to be some suffering. Uh, but you know, whether it's good, bad, or indifferent, we're going to talk all about it on the next Coach Nero chat. But we're going to leave it here for now. Danny, plug away. What what should our readers and listeners be looking for from you? Well, definitely keep it locked here on Into the Calderon and Jeremy Barron. I mean, just fantastic content. You guys are lucky to have someone like him. Uh, and also, if you want to follow me on social media, you can find me on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Danny Segura TV that's Danny uh, Segura S-E-G-U-R-A TV I mostly tweet about combat sports boxing MMA but also uh, a little bit of Atletico Madrid and if you want uh, content in Spanish MMA content in Spanish head over to Hablemos MMA uh, on YouTube channel and all the social media platforms as well perfect Thank you all so much for listening to today's edition of Colch Nero Chat as mentioned just a moment ago we will be back after the Porto game to review that and, you know, see what happened. <laughs> you can follow us on Twitter into the Calderon. I'm at JB Barron. That's J-B-B-E-R-E-N. Uh, on Twitter at Into the Calderon, our website and our Patreon page, patreon.com slash Chat. Also listen to our sister show, the Partido a Partido podcast with Taha and Emmanuel. They are great. We love having them around as part of the Atletico de Madrid podcast network. And thank you all again so much for your support uh, on Patreon, whether you're a subscriber or not. Thank you so much. And we'll talk to you again soon. Adios.